When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey guys, welcome to another fun-filled episode of TFL Talking Cars. And today we're not talking cars as much as we are talking off-road, maybe even a little bit of hunting, because we got uh, two guys who know a lot about both, actually, well, at least off-roading. I don't know how much you guys know about hunting, but who do we got on, Tommy? We've got the awesome guys from Onyx Off-Road, which is one of the most incredible new pieces of software out on the market, which could transform the way you actually tackle the trails. Sit back and relax or keep driving if you're driving. TFL Talking Cars is on the air, the world's most popular car podcast. Okay, maybe not yet, but we're working on it. Ted and Chris, do you guys kind of want to explain what Onyx Off-Road is? Oh, sure. Thanks, guys. Uh, well, basically, it takes your phone or tablet and turns it into a GPS device. Uh, we've mapped uh, over 450,000 miles of off-road roads and trails uh, nationwide, and, and give, we provide information for the user uh, on open and closed dates of the trail, trail difficulty, uh, lots of valuable information that you're able to uh, download the area that you're going to go off into the wilderness uh, and go out with confidence uh, knowing that you have the info. Yeah, yeah and the reason we got you guys on is, well, because me and Chris are friends. Uh, <laughs> he's been, he's been uh, you know, around America, if not around the world a few times already as part of uh, the Overland Journal. Uh, now he's joined your team. Uh, but more importantly, this summer we've taken uh, two trucks and built them out into overlanding rigs, and we are taking on uh, – what is called the Transamerica Trail, which is basically started out as a motorcycle trail and a way to go across America on dirt only. So you kind of start in Georgia and you go across much of the Midwest into Colorado and then kind of up into Wyoming and then over to uh, the Pacific in Portland. Uh, and we're calling the video series um, No Pavement Needed. Uh, and we're going to get lost or we were going to get lost until we hooked up with you guys. So we yeah. wanted to kind of, kind of find out uh, how we can utilize your software and your knowledge base uh, to actually make it across uh, the America uh, on um, on just our you know our phones without having to rely on you know very expensive and sometimes um, very hard to use um, navigation devices. Um, so, so so you know we did um, do a little bit with Onyx in Moab a couple of weeks ago, uh, and I was really impressed by you know how it works. 
without having to have a phone signal because obviously the, the thing that happens when you're off-road much of the time you don't have a signal and, and you can even see Tommy there we, it, we took that uh, in Moab yeah can you see it Tommy yeah yeah and there was no signal there so tell me about how you guys do that how, how does how do you manage to map something on a phone when there's no cell service um, you want to cover that? Yeah, sure. Uh, basically, the, the key thing is, uh, is uh, before you head out into the wilderness, you want to uh, open the Onyx off-road app and tap offline, um, offline maps. And so you, you'll find the zone that you're going to go to. You download all that data into your tablet or your phone, whatever device you're going to use, Android or iOS. Um, and once you have that data, once you have that information in your, uh, on your app, uh, you're able to go out there and your phone still has the GPS tracking. It'll still tell you where you are. Mm -hmm. So yeah, the phone knows a lot of different base layers um, incorporated into that. You know, we're going to use the motor, uh, motor vehicle use maps, uh, topo maps, Nat Geo maps, all kinds of different layers that we bring into our three base layers. Um, so, you know, there's a common misconception that a lot of people have when they download our app. It's like, oh, you only have three layers. But what we do is we take the legwork out of it. So anything that we feel an off-roader could possibly need, anything from uh, including like campsites, fishing access, it's all layered into our three base maps so that you can easily browse and see it without having to browse 200 layers and figure out what you want. So Ted and Chris actually have the program pulled up on their computer. Why don't we just kind of dive into how it works and maybe you can show us a little bit about kind of the functionality behind it. Awesome. Absolutely. Here we go. And if you're listening um, to the, if you're listening to this as a podcast, um, I'll describe what we're seeing right now. We're seeing kind of a topographical map uh, with uh, a lot of trails marked in different colors. And it looks like we are, where are we at here? Uh, we're over in uh, Utah. Oh, nice. Oh, okay. Moab. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, it looks like it looks like Moab. Um, exactly. and, and so this is this is this is a topographical map with the trails map part, and then there are these little like uh, pins that are stuck in it. So why don't you explain what we're looking at? Yeah. So I just toggled. If you look at the bottom right, there's I just toggled to, for the topo map. We have topo, a hybrid of satellite and topo, and then uh, and pure satellite imagery. So. We'll zoom in here. I'll tap on one of these waypoints that was sent. Um, we have a couple different just random waypoints that we made, but you can drop waypoints along your way. And I think this you'll um, find this handy for when you're on your trip is dropping waypoints, adding photos. Um, on the map, you'll see uh, two different main trails. Is uh, We have green open trails and also blue open trails. And if you tap on one of these trails, it'll pull up uh, information about that trail. So this trail is called White Rim. It gives you the difficulty uh, in a moderate and then a technical rating. Uh, it tells you what type of ride, uh, gives you an overview, and this in uh, some photos, um, more information here, how to get there. And this um, project right here, I can kind of lean on my buddy Chris here to talk about uh, is really what um, he's doing with his trail guide program to bringing this rich um, in-depth information about the trails. Yeah, it's funny, that you, it's funny that you brought that up because we're going to go on the White Room Trail Thursday. So we'll be there, there Thursday. Go. So that was, that, that was uh, certainly a great coincidence, a happy so, coincidence. So I think the amazing, thing here is, the, the amazing thing here is, you know, there are just thousands of squiggles when you zoom mm -hmm. out. 
And Chris, maybe you can kind of dive into a little bit about how you are able to obtain so much data on so many hundreds of thousands of trails. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we have different types of trails from different sources, right? So all the green trails are a culmination from a content team that we have on staff here who's gone out to uh, federal agencies, to uh, guidebooks, other sources, and brought this trail data in. Um, and then we also have um, blue trails like that who are acquired from guidebooks. But you know, one of our newest programs that I'm actually running is our trail guide program. And this basically uses a uh, enthusiast base to go out and map different uh, fun trails that are um, in their local areas, right? So our whole goal of this program is to make it easier than ever to discover new places. Um, looking at a map as a new user can be pretty intimidating trying to figure out where you're gonna go and actually take your awesome Jeep or your um, new forerunner, whatever you own. Um, and so by doing, putting all these lines on the map, um, we may not have every road mapped so far, but we do have uh, hotspots where people can say, okay, there's a lot of really great trails that I can start on here. This is where I can cut my teeth. This is where I can get into this sport of off-roading and start working down that path. Yeah, that, that's yeah, you know, uh, yeah, go for it, Dan. You know, I've been going to Moab now for, I think, uh, gosh, 20 years or maybe longer. I started out as a, as a dirt biker uh, and I, I always feel very intimidated because you go into this little town and it's just this, you know, you, if, if you sneeze, you'll drive through it. Right. And yet it's like the off-road Mecca of America because there is so much there, but, but you don't know where it is. And you, more importantly, if you do know where it is, you don't know how hard it is. Right. Because that's always, I think the thing that, that puts people off. I used to do a lot of triathlon, right? And in triathlon, you've got three sports. You've got swimming, biking, and running. And the, the, the limiter, is a sport that keeps people from doing it. And I think, you know, like, and usually in triathlon, it's swimming because that's the most intimidating. And unfortunately uh, for off-roading, that's how I always felt. You know, I didn't know if I got on a trail, just, you know, how crazy it would get. Uh, and, and this kind of helps alleviate that. So not only does it show you kind of where you can go, but it also lets you know what kind of vehicle or motorcycle or side-by-side -side you can take on it and how, how difficult it will be so that, you know, you're not, uh, you know, you're you're not going for a Sunday ride in Hell's Revenge, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which, which, may not, which may not be exactly what you want to do. Uh, are you guys always adding to this? Is this something that's constantly growing and changing? 100%. Yeah, we, we have a um, Chris's team with the trail guides um, constantly updating uh, and bringing more information in. We have another team called the Pit Crew here inside the office uh, that they are working with with folks to update the maps. Um, we're always updating, which is great. I mean, Onyx moves at the speed of a tech company lightning fast. And so we're always doing great updates to the app uh, and all the maps. So, yeah. And so if, if somebody wants it, what's what, where do they get it? How much does it cost? How does it work uh, if, if you're interested in actually uh, getting this for your phone? Is it just Absolutely. an app that you, that you load on your phone? Yep. Yep. You can go to your app store, um, whether you're on Android or a iOS device. So go to the app store or the Google play store, download the app. You have a seven day trial to check it out. So get out there and give it a run. And then after that, uh, fortunately enough, it's less than a tank of gas. So it's 29.99, very easy to swallow that kind of price. And, uh, you have it for a year for 29.99. Great. So you know, we have it, of course. Uh, we're going to be using it on our no pavement needed. Uh, and what's the best way to use this so that we can kind of have our uh, viewers come along with us 
um, so that you know they feel like they're part of the journey. Obviously, we're going to be doing a video series, but while we're actually doing it, we'd love to use the app to kind of show them where we're at and show them what we're seeing and, and share you know share some of the experiences that we're having out there. Absolutely. Um, I think let me just go back to screen share real quick. I think that the easiest thing that uh, I'd recommend is let's just take this waypoint I just randomly dropped here for fun. Um, what you can do is add photos to these waypoints. You can, and then you see this little red button here, you can share that. Oh, so cool. you'll be able to, as you go along the trail, you know, day after day doing this, that tra trek, um, you'll be able to share that um, and, and with your audience, whether it's uh, through YouTube or, or social media or even just on a blog format. So um, be able to share all those, those fun experiences. So one of the cool things, um, I noticed is is and I can't tell you how many hours that this discovery saved me is when we actually go out and look for the Transamerica Trail there's basically a dude right daddy a dirt biker who plots it um, he's a guy named Sam and he rode it one year on his dirt bike all the way from the east coast to the west coast mostly on dirt uh, and it changes a little bit every year and basically you go to this guy's website and you you buy his stuff so you can either buy the paper maps which are these big maps and they're like 20 miles by 10 miles and there's a ton of them um, and then you can also buy these little scrolls, which are built for dirt bikes that right. you put into these little um, scroll things, or you can buy the GPX files. And first we started out with big paper maps. You, you couldn't, couldn't really see the turn by turn. So then we bought the scrolls and that was great, but I probably spent like six hours one day just trying to translate that into a different start point. So rather than starting a mile 220, started at zero. And that was awful. That was a terrible experience. Oh. So then my dad was like, just buy the GPX files, which are the, the little Garmin files. So we right. bought the Garmin files. I thought it was done loaded them into my Garmin and it broke it up into like little 12 mile sections. So rather than having one giant map, I had 12 mile sections on my Garmin. And then I had this horrible little operating system to try to actually like scroll your way through it. So I was pulling my hair out. Um, and then I like randomly was like, let me see if Onyx will actually accept a GPX file. So yeah. I pulled it up and amazingly I could load like 15 or 50 different GPX files into one route along the app. So now rather than having to deal with this tiny Garmin phone, I can just use like an iPhone or an iPad. That's crazy. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we do have with the, um, by logging in um, to your account with, uh, on your desktop or laptop, you can import GPX or KML files. Um, makes it pretty easy. Um, and uh, so you, you can grab those from wherever or like you did, purchase that, that GPX file and, and away you go. Yeah, so, the online tool really makes the planning stage a lot easier. And right. anything you do online or anything you do on your device will sync back and forth as soon as you have connectivity. Um, so if you're out on the trail and you're you know, recording a track and you're uploading photos, when you get home and your device is connected um, and you open up your computer, all that data is gonna be there. So then you can export that, you can share it with your friends, you can post it on your blog, whatever you wanna do. Yep. So Chris, I want to ask you a couple questions about actually mapping the trail. So if, for example, someone comes to you and say, you know, there, there's this trail I've heard about, uh, I think it would be a good addition to Onyx. How would you go about actually discovering the trail, giving it a rating, coming up with the, the actual route? Talk to me about that process. Yeah, so we try to make it as easy as possible, right? Like for all of us, off-roading is a hobby, it's fun. Um, well, I mean kind of a job for us but you know we still enjoy it so we don't want it to suck um, so basically all we ask is that if somebody really wants to add a trail they run it themselves first of all we want to know that the trail is passable that it's good quality data 
because we don't want to send our users on something that we haven't personally or our, or our trail guides haven't personally run. Um, so you record the trail, take a couple photos, and then basically once you join our trail guide program, they can submit all of that directly to us. Um, and the ratings and descriptions are all part of a predetermined system that we have. So we have extremely descriptive ratings um, based on things like ledge size, uh, camber, um, the weather, um, like what kind of conditions you might get into with flooding or snow. Um, so that it's not the typical trail description or difficulty rating that you get would be like, oh, you need 35 lockers, whatever. That doesn't really help you if you don't really understand vehicles. It's based on your driving level. So we want to tell people not what vehicle they need, but what the terrain looks like so they can make their own choice based on their abilities. Interesting. So for example, you know, if a trail is rated a four out of 10, is there like a set of criteria where the, the, the ledge can't be above 10 inches or it can't be above 18 inches or whatever that metric is? Yeah, and so when everybody, when anybody uh, submits a trail, there's literally a drop-down menu, and there's uh, I think three descriptions for each numbered difficulty rating, and they can choose the one that best fits their description of the trail they just ran, and then that's what gets uploaded to the track. That's cool. That's really cool. Yeah. And so here's uh, something I want to actually run by you guys. We a couple of years ago we did a, a long uh, video series uh, called Motor Mountain USA, where we drove a Jeep. Uh, to the uh, 50 highest points in all 50 states. Uh, and then um, to kind of bring our viewers along, uh, we made these commemorative belt buckles that were actually very expensive. They were these gold belt buckles that, you know, that had the name of the state and there was only one uh, that we would kind of geocache uh, per state. Uh, and so we want to expand on that this year, but I want to kind of pick your brains if there's a way we could do that to make it a little bit more challenging. So the way that we did it, uh, with um, Motor Mountain USA was we basically um, published a video giving them the GPS coordinates uh, for the geocache and, and then basically just became a race to whoever was the first one to get there would, would get this thing. Uh, but I want to make it a little bit more interesting this year. You know, I want to make it a little bit more challenging. I want to make it a little bit more, you know, treasure hunty. Um, so is there a way that you guys can think that we can use your app where you know, we haven't decided what it is we're going to geocache or cache yet, but it's going to be something cool. Uh, is there a way we can use your app to kind of create this more interactive experience where our viewers and our readers are going to have to actually go and try to actually find this thing versus just like, you know, here it is. Here's a video of us digging a hole and putting it under a tree. You look for the tree. Yeah. I definitely think that um, we have this mode called secret spot mode, and I, a lot of people don't know about it. But in your app or on the desktop map, you can toggle it on and it eliminates all GPS coordinates from your map. So if you guys are using the app and you want to say, all right, we're based on our video, we're leaving clues in the video about kind of where we were. And then on the GPS app, you can actually screenshot a part of where you are with maybe the edges of lakes or you know nearby river names or whatever to give people just enough information to get them close but not give them the coordinates of exactly where it is. Yep. That's wild. That's and it's called secret spot mode, huh? Yeah. Yep. That's really yeah, cool. That's perfect. Now all I need is Chris, I need you to like write a poem to put the clues in there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, like a treasure hunt. <laughs> when you come to the river and you see the fork. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Make sure it's not a stork. I don't know, you know, something crazy like that. Anyway, I'm 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 not good at rhyming, you know, on the on the spot. Uh, cool. That, that that's that's really good to know. Now, um, we we did get to use your app uh, in Moab, like I said when we were there. We ran what was it, seven mile rim, Tommy? Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
uh, and uh, we were using it. And, and the one thing that, that I noticed, uh, and I, I don't know if you guys give, give this some thought, but you know, Seven Mile Rim is a famous Jeep trail, right? So it's, right. it's in the app. Uh, and then because we had to get back to um, work, we had to leave early, so we couldn't do the whole thing. Uh, and then really nicely, you could actually see on the app, like, you know, the different trails you could use to kind of shortcut it. Uh, but the one thing I think that was missing, and I wanted to see if you guys were, were thinking about doing this, was it didn't, you know, on those shortcuts, it doesn't really tell you uh, the difficulty or if that's a shortcut around an obstacle or if that's a shortcut into an obstacle. Uh, and so, especially in Moab, you know, when you get off the trail, uh, then all of a sudden you, you could end up on a cliff pretty quickly or on a, a ledge road pretty quickly, stuff that, that gets very hairy very fast. And you guys know this, right? Off-roading, it's never like, like, it's not like Disney, right? Where it gets gradually gets harder. It's like, oh, this is great. And oh my God, what the hell? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, let's see. I think there's, I, I guess the closest would be, I, and unfortunately I can't really share too much, but there are some features that are coming down the pipe for the okay. app that will absolutely help you when you, when you kind of uh, veer off or, or take an alternate route. Um, so um, to, to be shared. Hopefully, you know, that's something maybe this time next year we can talk about um, uh, and, and, and kind of because it, that would be very handy. All right, Chris. Well, we, we say off trail. We're not saying like we're veering off into the bushes. Like there's designated uh, routes, right, that you can take. It's just. Right, but you just don't know if that designated yeah. <laughs> route is going to take you off a cliff or if it's going to take you, you know, on a, on a you know, dirt road. You don't know. Um, anyway, uh, Chris, while I got you here, um, you know, you know, we did Motor Mountain USA, but much of that was done on dirt. I mean, on pavement, not on dirt. So now that we're going across the country on dirt, do you have any um, words of wisdom that you want to share with us and our viewers? Because you've done it. What, what are like your top, let's go top three tips for us or for anybody watching this who wants to go across country on dirt? Uh, zip ties, bailing wire, and duct tape. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Sorry, that, all like, that. that was the Land Rover and Ford owner in me. Uh, <laughs> probably, honestly, be prepared for just about anything. You will have breakdowns and things that go wrong along the way. Yeah. Um, even driving, you know, Land Cruisers that are known to be the most reliable cars in the world, we had major failures. Um, then I would say probably don't stress yourself out too much about your schedule. Things happen, things change. You want to enjoy the journey. That's the point of it. So make sure that you're taking your time to slow down and actually stop and talk to locals, eat at local restaurants. Um, and then also, you know, like look around on the app. Um, there's a lot of times where you'll be on your little green track that you put there and you're focused on that and that's what you're following. But some of the most amazing things are just a quarter mile off. Yeah. Um, you know, be sure to explore a little bit. You know, we put in lakes and fishing spots and campgrounds and all kinds of things that are helpful. But then there's some things that we won't point out directly where you might find some real treasures. So when you're actually capturing the image of like an offline map, right? Can you kind of explain the process? Because I was playing with it a bunch in Moab and it's interesting. There's actually three different size maps that you can capture on your, your screen, right? Right. So meaning, um, you mean the process to explain? So there's like the scale, I should say. Yeah, there's, so there's right now we have, and I would say right now, we have uh, three different selectable sizes and detail levels. So basically the, the smaller range of size that you pick, the higher detail map you'll have offline. So if you select, and it's based on conserving memory for your phone. 
Okay. Uh, so you don't try to download the entire US in high resolution at once and then you crash your phone and it blows up and starts smoking. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, basically you'll start like with your forward. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, you basically start with a smaller radius and then if you download that small radius, um, when you zoom in, every little detail is going to be there. Okay. Um, medium reduces that a little bit and then the higher out version, so the larger download section, is going to be a lower resolution. That's going to show the basic roads and trails, but you're not going to get all of the really fine uh, details that you'd see in the other ones. Yeah, and what I always do, just as a good practice, is I'll download the one 150 um, of a big swath of zone that I'm going to go run, and then let's say I'm going to go somewhere more detailed, I will tile out um, tile out down the trail of like 10 mile swaths. So, or, or 50 miles that are, um, so you kind of get the details that you need, but you, in case you go off trail, like Chris was talking about or recommending to go off, you still have that big um, space. If that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. it does, especially on the trip that you guys are going to go do, it'll take some time. Make sure you allocate some time to make sure that you download those, those, um, offline maps. Gotcha. Yeah, let me ask, let me ask you this. Uh, I mean, you probably have these stats, but like what percentage of America actually has phone coverage, right? I mean, obviously every city has it, the, the cell signal goes along the major highways, but when you're kind of not in a city or a major highway or even a small city, what percentage, at what point do you lose signal, you know, on, on America, if America were a hundred percent, at what point, you know, don't you have a hundred, don't you have coverage anymore? Is it 50% of America's covered 30%? What's the number, do you know? I don't know, but I also think it wildly varies based on your carrier, right? Yeah, yeah that's true. You know, and growing your device. up, yeah, and your device. So, you know, I worked full time on the road for two years, um, especially exploring the West Coast. I became very familiar with the fact that there is not a lot of service, um, you know, coming from, the hub of Dallas, um, you know, I just assumed cell coverage was everywhere when I was a kid, um, but it is not, especially the further west you go. Uh, and, you know, offline maps are really the only way to navigate out there. Um, they all save your butt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Hey, yeah, Chris, I'm, I've, got I'm, a, I'm sure. I've got a question. Um, what do you eat? <laughs> you know, we. We, we typically don't go off, off the grid for more than like a day or two. So if you're going for four or five days, what do you pack with you? Um, I think it depends on the point and purpose of your trip, right? Like I said, I lived on the road, so I totally normal. Um, we had a fridge in our truck and we brought all the normal stuff and um, would prep meals normally. If I was just doing a camping trip, I'm a little bit lazy. So I would just probably throw in pre-made sandwiches, granola bars, and a couple cases of beer. That's usually my program. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. Yeah, but I mean, I think the, the key when you're traveling long-term, like you guys will be on the Trans-America Trail, is to not completely disrupt your routine. So the last thing you want to do is say, all right, we're going on a trip. So now we're all of a sudden going to eat backpacking meals for the next month. You're just, you're going to hate your lives. Um, you, you want to try to keep your diet the same, stay healthy, get out of the trucks, move around, um, and just generally not completely disrupt your life because you're going to have enough changes going on on a trip like that and enough things to worry about. Um, 
the last thing you need is your body being stressed out and tired because it's trying to figure out what the heck is happening. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good. And hey, you know, we, we started this uh, podcast slash video by talking about hunting, which I know very little about, uh, except, um, one hunting trip I went out with Nissan where, um, yeah, I didn't do so well. Anyway, uh, uh, so tell me about the hunting portion of Onyx. What, how does that work and what do you guys do for that, for hunters out there? Yeah, we've, uh, very similar in different ways, but uh, to the off-road app is, um, the, the hunt product started, I guess it's uh, going on 11 years now uh, ago, where um, they started out with uh, a chip where you could input the chip into your um, uh, any kind of GPS device. And then Evolution, of course, uh, I've been mapping for or created the app. Uh, we're the number one hunt, hunting app uh, out there. And that's our, our big brother sister, where we've taken that information uh, and that knowledge and of over year over year and inputted that into the off-road app and specified it for the off-roader. Um, and the hunt folks, there's, they have different needs. The apps are different. Um, they have some similarities, of course, but um, the hunters need different things than the off-roaders, of course. So um, check them out. Check them both out. So yeah. I, I take it the I mean what I what I picture is like you know like this is where I shot the ten point buck or something right that that you can put into uh, the app when 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 you have you know that kind of a trophy or mm -hmm. this is this is where you know there's good good um, grazing land so you might find animals is, is that is that is that Am I on the right track? You are on the right track. Um, they'll also utilize it for, um, you know, marking sheds and things like that. They'll use the waypoints a ton to, to figure out where they're, uh, you know, working on their glassing and all kinds of stuff. I can't speak to it as well as, as some other folks in the company. But another big feature that the off, the, excuse me, the hunt um, app offers is pub, um, private landowner information. So that's really critical when you're out there hunting um, is to know that that data. Um, so that's uh, one of the things that the, that is huge for the hunt app. Yeah, and that that was really what blew me away. I mean, I'm not a hunter, and you know, I'm not intimately familiar with the hunt app, but just seeing all of the land data on there for private owners, like the fact that you can go in and see, okay, this person owns this property, and like get all that detail on there was just crazy to me yeah it'll show not only that it'll show there's different layers like uh hunting districts it'll show you what districts there are all kinds of data like that that's relevant to the hunt folks yeah. like for us it's it's trail ratings right that's what's and, important to us so and i think what's key about you know the hunt versus off-road is that you know we are developing different apps that are purpose-built for a certain user right and i think that's what also in the off-road space specifically separates us from a lot of our competitors is that we're not trying to address everyone with one app um, when you look at some of our competitions apps and you go to the home screen you're scrolling around all it is is a map and then you have to figure out what layers you want to add in if you want to search for trails they might be hiking trails or mountain biking trails you have to try to filter down to a thing you could drive a car on right mm -hmm. um, for us, we don't do that because then we're not catering to anybody else. All you need to know is right there on your home screen as soon as you open the app, and we're not going to make you hunt for it. We've got the trails there. You can click them. You can see the difficulty ratings and know what you need right away. So I noticed when I was playing with the app that 
there is a vehicle recommendation per every trail. So some might be side-by-side, -side, some might be overland. Can you filter for the different vehicle that you have? Yeah, you can. So you can select um, specifically which widths you want. And okay. um, that is what it's based on is a width rating. Yeah, I'll just share real quick. It's This is obviously the web map, but this looks this uh, very similar in your app. You can toggle trails on and off based off of width. Um, so certain green trails uh, will show or not show based off of what you select here. So all the way from full width roads down to dirt bike single track. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. really cool. I like I like the little uh, icon for the truck with the um, rooftop tent on it. That's <laughs> yeah, pretty, really <laughs> pretty badass. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> And I, 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 I suspect, you, you know, there was like a little Jeep icon too. I suspect you haven't gotten down to the granular level of like two inch lift versus five inch lift, right? We haven't, we haven't gotten there. We're, we're talking about like a standard four by four versus, uh, yeah. you know. Yeah, haven't gotten there yet. There's always room for improvement in the future, right? Mm -hmm. so, so is there any, I, I'm kind of curious, you know, I, I have a, a Garmin watch here that I use quite a bit for running. Is there any thought about actually incorporating the apps into a watch? Um, is, is that coming or is that something that you guys have given some thought to? That's an interesting idea. I haven't, I'm sure you've given some thought. Yeah, we, I know that we have things coming down with integrations into different systems. We're not yeah. allowed to talk about what, but we have plans in the future for various integrations. So. And then okay. one more, just kind of like technical question, and I don't know if it is possible, but is there a way, like if you're running Hell's Revenge, you've got your little um, cursor that tells you where you are. Is there any way to like incorporate turn by turn or is it just too wild that there'd be no way to be like in a thousand feet go left and a half a mile go right? Yeah, at the moment we, um, it isn't turn by turn. Uh, what we always, I always recommend to do is when you're in a driving, you're trying to follow a trail, um, there's the crosshairs on your app. So tap the crosshairs and then you tap it twice. And what we call is the headlights will turn on. I'm not oh. going to show the screen, but the headlights will turn on and that focuses you on where your, your phone is or your device is going or it's headed. Cool. Um, okay. so that always helps. Um, if you do a two finger swipe on the app, it'll also tilt the map. So that kind of enters you into, um, somewhat of a drive mode, which is, is pretty neat as well. Oh, that's wild. I didn't know that. So I've got the app. I don't know if it'll find it right there. And you can actually tilt the orientation of the, of the yep. plane there. That's really cool. Yeah. So try to check that out when you're out in the field. Um, turn on, you know, follow your trail by turning on the headlights and tilting the map. And then when you say headlights, is it that little directional spread yep. that'll show you? Oh, sweet. That's awesome. That's really cool. You know, we do these videos, right, where we test vehicles and everybody's like, can you test? You know, it's very specific. So let me, let me play that one on you. Can I take the app and turn the little icon into my white excursion? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> that actually, I want to see my little car going down the map. <laughs> you know, you say that and it's, it's definitely something we've talked about here where, um, I, you know, certain people want to turn it into their own little vehicle and uh, it's not out of the realm of possibilities. So. Yeah. How about, how about like elevation? Does does the map show you elevation in terms of, because I guess the phone knows right where it's at. So it must know how high it is. Yeah. yeah. And so you, it, it, you also it gives have, you like how much elevation gain or loss you've done along the, along the trip. Yeah. So you've got, uh, when you do tracking, it does, uh, average speed, um, time and distance. Um, when you, when you record a track, so you'll, you'll, probably use that tracking quite a bit while you 
uh, do your trail, your big trip. So every day, what I would do is start it in the, in the beginning of the day, maybe pause it once or twice if you go for breaks um, and make sure you say that at the end of the day. Yeah, it's like going for a run, right? You want to know how, what your pace, what your rate is or what your heartbeat was. And this is the same thing, except now you're figuring out what your drive was. And can yep. you use a tracking feature to backtrack? So for example, if you're going down like a, a trail and, and you're lost for whatever reason, can you, can you like breadcrumbs? Yeah. Like breadcrumbs. Can you find your way back? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly. And I use it quite a bit like that where you track your way out and you take a whole bunch of different trails and maybe you get turned around and here's how you get home is the breadcrumbs. So nice. Yeah. It's always helpful. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll be using that within two hours. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, guys, are there any questions that I should... Go ahead. I was going to say, the other thing that might be helpful if you guys are getting uh, off your original trail is we have a line distance tool. Um, so okay. if you have a general direction you're trying to go and you can't quite find your way there and you don't want to lose track of which direction you're headed, you can tap a point that you want to get to and run that line distance. And it'll constantly um, act as like a bearing to that point. So okay. if you're taking various trails, you can see, okay, it's still off to my right, or it's getting closer to the center or whatever you're trying to go to. And it'll tell you the distance you are from that point. There you go. So you'll know whether they're getting farther or closer, right? Basically. Yeah. Right. Awesome. Which, which, could, which, which could be very frustrating if, you know, if the point is here and you're here and the route is like that, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. Which, it might be. <laughs> which it often is actually. Well, guys, are there any questions that I should have asked that you wanted to get out there that I didn't? Oh, well, questions. Any speakers um, we're missing that, that are, are going to be very key for a user out there? I, my, my thing that I always say is just make sure you download your maps before, to your device before you head out. That's always a critical thing that sometimes you're scrambling as you're driving out to the trail to download. But make sure you download your maps um, because the user experience is always going to be great when you do that. Yeah. Um, and any other tips? I, I think just guys, make sure you save those tracks, those waypoints and share them with, with everybody. We're really looking forward to helping you on this trip and um, the whole way, so. Yeah, hey, and if, if, you, if you do forget that, let's say you have a sad phone, can you then like uh, tether your phone to the sad phone and then, then use, use an extremely expensive amount of data to actually download the Yeah, I suppose you could if you can tether your, your smart device to that sat phone, I, I suppose. I have not yeah, tried that. If you, if you had satellite internet, you could do it. Yeah. it yeah. um, but it's also worth mentioning that if you do make a little bit of a gaffe and like you're like, oh, I forgot to download this map region, we do actually have kind of like a cookies caching function. So it's not going to get everything, but whatever you were looking at recently, whatever was on your map, it will actually still have that on there because it'll say, oh, he was looking at this or she was looking at this. We know that it might be important to you. So we've kept it on your app for now. Nice. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, that's great. Um, and is there any major difference between iOS and Android? Are they very similar? Is yeah, that very similar. Very yeah, similar. Okay. Features. Right. Oh. Well, yeah, everybody just... Uh, give it a download, check it out. It's really yeah. cool. I mean, we've been doing this for a long time and typically it's either with like a paper map where someone scrolled in, turn right at the beehive, or it's like, uh, you know, an app which won't have 90% of the trails. This is actually genuinely the first app I've used where every single trail we do is listed and it's well-marked and it's, it's pretty darn cool. It's really, yeah, it's, al it's also pretty, um, 
amazing that like, you know, a lot of cars now have come with a satellite navigation, right? Uh, but once you're off uh, the main highways, you know, main streets, you might, you might end up with one or two off-road trails, specifically if you have a, like, if you have a Jeep, right, then the Jeep does have that. But I was trying to compare like the, what, what the Jeep was showing me on its navigation to what, what you guys were showing me. And I would say the Jeep had maybe 5% of, of the maps, you know, in its off-road mode mm -hmm. um, compared to at least what Onyx had on the phone. So, you know, it, 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 it is certainly a much more um, granular and detailed uh, trip guide than, than the car's built-in navigation system, even if you have the latest version of whatever you're running. Yeah, well, thank you. Yeah, it's that goes to, you know, tip of the hat to the crew here that spends, you know, many, many years really yeah. developing and inputting this information into the apps. Yep. All right. Well, thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. And uh, if people are interested in it, once again, go to Onyx on your uh, smart device, look at the app store, download it, try it for free for seven days and uh, go out there and get yourself some off-roading fun uh, in whatever part of the country that you live in. And we will be using it quite extensively on our journey. So uh, be sure to uh, follow us and, and we'll, we'll have a um, post on our website and we'll have a video explaining, you know, how you can follow us. Uh, but this is just a little preview of what's coming. Uh, and actually, we're leaving for our trip uh, in about a month. So a month from now, hopefully, we'll be uh, crossing the U.S. And we're doing it in two stages. We're going to go from Georgia to Colorado, then take a little bit of a break, and then go to the Pacific. So yeah. uh, it's going to be you know, quite the adventure, I think. Thank you. And thank you guys for uh, you know helping us do this. I really appreciate it. Taking the time. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thanks for having us on, guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.